Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. We're sorry we're a little bit delayed this morning. And I am looking for Laura. Laura, are you on here? Hmm. Can't find Laura. I'm going to look for her. I'm looking for her right now. We also got our chat room open. Um, You can go, go to the chat room, which is on the front page of blogtalkradio.com and go to the corner where it says chats open now or live chats and you can find us there. And Laura's trying to get on here. We're having a little bit of a technical difficulty this morning, this afternoon. I don't even know what time it is in other parts, but we're here in uh, California, 12 o'clock. Laura is on her way. Laura, Laura, where are you? Uh, don't forget to go to thepetpsychic.com for all things animal communication. That's thepetpsychic.com. You can call in right now at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. I'm your producer and co-host. Thanks to Kendra and Diana who are working the phones. Laura, are you here? Hey, I'm here. Oh. Yeah, we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty this morning. <laughs> Once again, I am... Um... <laughs> I tried to log in, and then it shot me off. So, But here we are, so let's start the show. Let's start the show. Okay, so let's see. Uh, let's talk to Rachel, who is our first caller. Uh, Rachel, am I reading this right? Does it say great white shark? Um, well, shark is kind of implied, but his his name is, is great white, and it has been for, for a while, ever since. Um, ever since he he wandered into the yard, and um, you you spoke with Liz before uh, mm-hmm. when Tell we were us trying what kind to of get animal? A, He's a cat. Um, he's got this really gorgeous black and brown marbling. Um, there was a picture posted that I'm trying to scooch it back up. It was a while ago where he was rolled on his side and just showing off the big white belly. So awesome. Let's so let's. What's the, uh, what's going on with uh, Great White today? Um, we're we've had the the cage to actually catch him. He's he's been living in the backyard for um, more than a year, probably close to a year and a half. And um, he's he's definitely um, a cat that got lost. That was what he had said before. He was really confused and and very uncertain, but he had said that he was willing to try to come in and find a family, but as soon as he saw the actual cage, he got just terrified and for about almost a month refused to even come out where I could see him. But, But now he's actually gotten to the point where he's sitting and waiting for me at the end of the walk when I bring out food. So I've okay, I've been you, trying to can you pet him. him and everything? Um, I'm sorry, what? Can you pet him? Um, not not right now. I I think it's it's a little bit more of the 
the whole, like, why do you have this box out here? He's just really, really scared. Um, but apparently he, he really only hangs around for me and he'll come to, and he'll come out for me, but it's kind of like, it's kind of a slow process where he's, he's very much unsure. And I've told him if he doesn't, if he doesn't like the people and he wants to come back, then I'll, they'll give him to me. I'll bring him straight back and I'll build him a house in the backyard, but he's still very, very, very nervous. Mm. And so um, we want to tell him that he needs to be trapped while he goes and gets neutered. Yeah, I need to make sure that he that he does get neutered or spayed if he's a girl. I'm not sure. He's very large, but um, but I need to make sure that he can go in, get checked, get fixed up, and then um, if if possible, find a family so he can be an inside cat. But if yeah. not. I'm totally, I'm totally happy for him to come and be my yard cat. I'll make him a little house, and oh, so he's good. got somewhere to so, go. But well, so I'm concerned because the last time that we spoke to him, then he disappeared for a month because he was nervous about the trap. Yeah, as soon as the trap came out, he was just he was terrified, and it's mm-hmm. only been recently that he's come. Do you think that you can trap him in another way besides the trap? I mean, sometimes it's not the best thing to tell them what's going to happen. Because if he's really smart and um, if he's something that he's very conscious about, like, you know, going to get neutered and finding family, and that's not really what he wants, if he wants to kind of live life the way it is, maybe it's not the best thing to tell him what we want to do. Yeah, and so if if it is thing where he just where he's like no I, I don't want to then that's okay but I do want to make sure that he still gets gets seen and yeah, can at least so I, think out. That, I think that maybe since he's seen the trap he obviously knows what a trap is he obviously yeah. doesn't want to win the trap it, it brought back bad memories he might have some post-traumatic stress around the trap when he actually saw it again uh-huh. So I think the main thing that we should work on is him getting better with his relationship with you so that you can maybe pet him and play with him and get more comfortable. And then once he trusts you enough, then we can revisit going to the vet. Yeah. Right now, Um, maybe he just needs to be your friend so that you can pet him and maybe at some point grab him in a towel and put him in a carrier. Yeah, and if if he's a lot more comfortable with that, then I'm I am quite willing to to work for as long as he needs it. Yeah, I think that's what we should talk to him about is more being your friend and okay. hanging out with you and getting more comfortable with you. And then once that happens, then we can address what needed to be done again. Okay, okay. let me get great light. Great light. He said, I heard you talking. Oh, good. And I know about traps. Yeah. I don't want to go in them. I really just want to be friends. I could be friends with Rachel. And he he said he could learn how to sleep on a towel. On a towel, okay. He said he wouldn't mind having a better towel near the doorway to the house. Okay. I don't know if it's the doorway to the house, or do you have a garage? 
There's actually an exit to the downstairs room that's um, right next to that is where I put up the food. And I had a blanket that was folded up in, like, a little cardboard house there. And the blanket's still there, but I want to get him something that's not potentially wet. Yeah, Becky's talking about that. So, um, But it's a cardboard house. So he's saying he wants probably not, not the cardboard house. He doesn't want to go into anything enclosed. He doesn't feel um, safe. Okay. Would he would be willing to have like a little lean to thing where it's it's open on like two sides but at least covered a little bit? Yeah, if it has two sides, he'd be open to that. Okay. I'd love to be good friends with her. If we could work on that, that would please me. He says because it's always good to have a friend take a tangle out which means that at one point before, somebody took out a tangle. Okay. So I'd love to be friends that. with him. I mean, he's the sweetest guy. Yeah, so when you're around him, that's what I want you to be thinking about. I want you to be thinking about friendship and hanging out and touching him and, and patting him and him coming around when he sees you. Don't be thinking about the, the VET. Okay. Yeah, I've I've been telling him that it makes me happy when he lets when he comes out to see me. Good. And I'm asking the cats in the house to tell him that too. Yeah, that's great. So keep us posted, Rachel. Just keep envisioning that and keep us posted. Okay. Thank you. Okay. okay. Thanks, You're Rachel. Welcome. Bye. Great white. Great white. Now I remember Great White. He's been he was busy in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go to our very special guest today. We have Sean Holub from the great German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County. <laughs> and uh, they've been on before. Hey, Sean, welcome back to the show. Hey, Laura, how are you? Great. Great, Sean, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So, um, Sean, tell us uh, a little bit about uh, German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County. I know you've mentioned it before, but for people who may not uh, know about your rescue group, uh, tell us about uh, where you are and what you guys do. Well, we're uh, in Orange County, California, in a city called Yorba Linda, and we are an all-volunteer organization. We rely 100% on donations and fundraisers, and we have anywhere at any time between 80 and 95 dogs, depending on us. We take dogs from uh, high-kill shelters. We take dogs, you know, we've had so many people losing their jobs and their homes that we've just been inundated um, with people pleading with us, you know, if we could please, please help their dogs so it doesn't end up in a shelter. Um, the dog we're going to talk about today um, is a- another situation that we drop everything and <laughs> step up mm-hmm. to the plate. Um, you know, and sadly, a lot of rescues don't do that. They, do, they don't have the niche that we do, and, and that is that we, we don't say no to the hardship cases. Um, in fact, our founder was at a shelter and there was a very elderly German shepherd there that had been passed by over and over and over. And needless to say, 
she left with Maria. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she was in our organization. Um, and she's now mine. <laughs> wow. So, you know, she's got cataracts and hip dysplasia and arthritis. And, uh, you know, she was a bit of a train wreck. And, you know, we she's ours now. And, and you know, so you, you have to... You have to help all of them. You can't just take the cute little puppies that everybody wants. And that's right. what German Shepherd Rescue Orange County is, is all about. We um, we help everybody. Yeah. And uh, there, it's like a, a big family. So if you get accepted and you take in a German Shepherd, then they're a part of the giant organization and the giant family of German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County. You You are so right. And, you know, Actually, when I'm I'm done speaking, you know, with Laura, I'm leaving the office to drive to Long Beach to do a home visit um, for wow. a family that's interested in one of our dogs. We interview your vet. We you, there's an application process. We come and visit your home to make sure it's a good and safe environment for the how dog. How far do you uh, how far do you adopt out from Orange County? Um, San Bernardino County. Uh, San Diego County, Orange County, Los Angeles. Um, I've actually driven as far as Ventura um, to do a home visit. We try and stay in the Southern California area. Um, We do occasionally make exceptions. We had a previous adopter that moved to Connecticut, and when their dog passed on of old age, (laughs) she called me and said, I'm in love with this dog. And they moved heaven and earth to to get the dog. They've had her now for about four years. But we, Mm -hmm. we primarily stay in the Southern California area. Okay. And so tell us um, about Skipper, who I read a little bit about. Um, tell us where you found her and what her situation was. We got a call about a dog living under a trailer in the desert in an RV park. And she was terrified. Um, various people were feeding her. And... Um, a kid that worked at the park, nice, nice kid, started feeding her and gained her trust. And I, you know, I said, look, I'll take the day off work and drive out there, myself and um, another volunteer, Stacy. I thought I was going to need her help because she's a trainer, and it turns out that, you know, <laughs> that was in fact the case. And we finally managed to get her in a crate with the help of the kid and got her in my car, and I have probably never seen a dog quite this terrified. You, you couldn't even touch her. So that's who we're going to talk about today because she's a mystery. And so tell me this. So how long have you had her now? We have had her exactly two weeks today. Oh, okay, good. So can anybody touch her now? Yes. Yes. You can touch her good. now, but she's, she's, you know, she's, she's a work in progress. <laughs> But does she, she show you know, any fear aggression, or does she just she's just really timid and cower? No, she showed no aggression whatsoever. She oh, was that's just beautiful. terrified. That's yeah, beautiful. Um, okay, let's get Skipper. We got oh her. yay, she's a gorgeous German German Shepherd. She's on. Is she on the smaller side? Yes, yes, she is. Yeah, she looks like it in the picture. She's so cute. Okay, let's get Skipper. She said she's really scared still. I don't know what's right, and I don't know what to pay attention to. 
which person do I focus on the most? That's interesting because she's she's at our vet's office still, and you know how oh, you know, there's, so, there's yeah. usually a lot of people coming and going. Mm, so she's wondering like who's her which one is taking which her which who is her main caregiver. So we don't know that yet. So a lot of people take care of her, we should tell her, right? She's just gonna have a yes. lot of friends. Yes. I don't know what happened to me. What do you mean? How did you end up at the R V park? Because we really would like to know that. How did you end up there? I got dropped off. <sighs> Oh, God. My friend said that I would be a good guard dog, which is so timid, honey. It doesn't sound like you'd be a very good guard dog. I don't like to bite people. I don't even really like to bark. I like to sit at people's feet. And I like to watch TV. Who is your person? I had a mom, and my mom was my good friend. What happened to your mom? She disappeared. I don't know. My friend took me away, and I don't know what happened. It's interesting that she's calling that person her friend who dropped her off. So it sounds like she had, like, a mom, and her mom looks like, I don't know if she's disabled or she just doesn't move that much. And she looks like she's in her 60s, late 60s, early 70s. And it looks like this uh, man more in his, like, 50s took her and dropped her off. That's disgusting. And I just got scared because nobody came back. And I've known RVs. I've been in them before. They have TVs. There's something about the TV and the sound of the TV that's soothing to her. Hmm. Okay. So it's not really like she lit, watches TV or anything, but it's like kind of, I don't know, I, her person must have watched a lot of TV, so it's just sort of like a soothing noise. Okay. She said that her elbows hurt. Her front elbows? Hang on. Let me write that down so I can tell her best. Front elbows. Okay. My body is just really sore. My whole body is just still really sore. Okay. She said she got bumped by a car. She did. You just so you know that? Yes, she um, she had an injury to her front leg, and um, when we got her to the vet, you know, of course we had blood work and and you know, she was spayed. She was got a complete physical, and the vet called me and said, um, I believe the injury to her front right leg um, that she was hit by a car, but it's an mm. old injury. Yeah. So I think that lifting up and probably from overcompensating, too, is hurting the other elbow, too. So it's the injured leg and then also the other one from overcompensating. Okay. Did she say how she got there? 
Yeah, she looks like she was dropped off. So she was dropped off there, not somewhere else, and then ended up there. She dropped off okay. there. Okay. She says she doesn't move around a lot because she's not supposed to. I'm not supposed to move a lot. It's almost like she knows she's supposed to stay in her territory. Okay. So, so let's tell um, Skipper also that she is going to find a home for life and that all those people that she sees at the vet's office is going to make sure that her body gets better and then her mind gets better with the organization and that she's going to find a really beautiful home or somebody's going to take care of her for life and make sure that that never happens to her again and that she Absolutely. will always and she'll always have food and water and the people that love her and all the people that come into her life now she can trust. Laura, can you also let her know that within the next few days that she's going to be leaving the vet's office and she's going to be coming into rescue where all of our volunteers are going to love her and take good care of her until she does find her forever home. Okay, good. So somebody's going to come and pick her up at the vet's office, right? Yes. She wants to know if she's going to live in a home or a kennel. She's, she's going to live at a kennel, but she's going to get lots of playtime and lots of walks and lots of love. And can you and let her know? I'm sorry? No, go ahead. I'm to let her know. Can you let her know? Because I get the feeling she's a runner that if she oh, got her collar, she would be gone. Can you let her know that that's not a good thing for her to try and do. Yes, I will tell her that, but I don't think that she, I don't feel, hmm, that's interesting. To me, she feels like she's going to stick around. But maybe what she does is flee and then stick around the boundary. But I don't see her totally taking off. Okay, good, good. Um, but let me tell her that people are safe, and so it's dangerous to flee from people. So, Skipper, did you understand that? It's, I know that you're scared and that you want to run away sometimes, but all the people who handle you are very, very friendly, and those are the people that you need to trust and feel safe with. So you do your licking, yawning, blinking your eyes looking and looking away, concentrate on your breathing, all fours on the floor, and trust that everyone is going to take care of you, whatever handles you. You're going to be safe. All right? Very, very important you remember that. It's dangerous to run away. Very, very dangerous to run away. It's always safe to stay with your people now. You can trust anyone who handles you now. I hope you're right, she says. I know I'm right. She keeps saying, I hope you're right. You know what's going to happen as soon as she feels really safe, she's just going to sleep for the longest time because I just feel like she's been on guard. So you probably know this already, but once she's in, once she's in less is more, you know, like don't overstimulate her too much. And then even when she gets back into, her, into a home after she leaves the shelter, less is more. She's going to need a lot of down sleeping time so her mind can process everything. You know, it's interesting you say that because in rescue, we have a saying when someone finally goes home, mm. and we call it the sleep 
of the safe because they oh. know they're safe and they can relax and they can rest. Yeah. So there's oh, actually a term for it. Mm. That's so neat. Sean, you're going to have to uh, keep us updated on where uh, where Skipper goes and how she's doing and her recovery and everything. I absolutely will. In, in fact, it, you know, I don't know if you guys would be up for it, but maybe once she settles into her new home, we could have her and her mom or dad on to let that us would know be how great. she's doing. And then, and then Laura could find out and make sure she's happy and content. And Great. Would that would that. be awesome. Okay. So uh, tell our listeners where people can reach you, um, your website, if they're looking to either rescue a German Shepherd or would like to donate or help volunteer and fundraise. That would be wonderful. Our website is G-S-R-O. The initials for German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County. dot org, and everything you could want to know about our rescue is right there on our web page. And um, we would love to hear from your listeners. That would be great. that would be great. You can see all of our dogs. Um, there's a link to donate. There is a link to our special needs dogs. There is a link to um, all of our adoption events fundraisers we have a garage sale coming up in orange county so it's all there (laughs) that's so great sean thank you so much for being on our show again thank you so much for having me and looking forward to the next time thanks bye and thanks to Skipper as well. That was Sean Holub of German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County. Again, uh, their website is gsroc.org. That's gsroc for German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County.org. So check that out. And they're a great organization. Been on our show since the beginning, really. I know. I love that organization. Absolutely yeah. love them. Yeah, they're really, I I love that they put so much time and effort into making sure that they're, not only that they rescue all the animals, but that they go to the right place. You know, they find a good home. Yes, I've got some good friends who have dogs from there. They're all nice dogs. Awesome. Okay, let's get to our next caller, which is Linda, who um, has Cody. And Cody called in a few months ago. So let's talk to Linda. And uh, Linda, tell us, uh, remind our listeners again what was going on with Cody and what our last call was about. Yeah, um, several months ago I called um, because Cody had a severe skin condition. He was losing his hair, and uh, this was going on for a long time. We couldn't figure out what the problem was. He was kind of losing energy, and, and I just knew he wasn't right. And um, Cody's uh, he's 15 years old. He's a yellow lab. And um, you at the time um, had helped me communicate with him, and, and you, he had said to you that his tummy hurt. And at the time it didn't make a lot of sense um, because I, I, I couldn't see, you know, an issue, you know, so much with his tummy. It was more what you could see on the outside. And... Um, about 10 days ago, I, I, I took him back to the vet. Actually, he had seen the vet four months ago, and 
and other than the skin condition, everything appeared to be okay. Well, 10 days ago, when the vet uh, checked him, right away she felt a very large mass in his stomach. And um, we went through, uh, you know, tests, blood tests, ultrasound, x-rays, so forth. Um, she could see that he had, had, had a very large mass. Um, we decided uh, to take it out. He had surgery just about a week. Actually, it was a week ago today and was successful in taking out this large mass that was attached um, to his bladder. And um, yesterday I got the results from the um, biopsy that they had sent, and it, it wasn't good news that, I got, that it was cancerous and it's masticized. And um, it's in his bloodstream, and it's a very you know, aggressive uh, type of cancer, and it doesn't appear that he's going to get better. And um, the, the vet had told me maybe he might have two to six months. Of course, I've looked up this type of, you know, uh, sarcoma that uh, she had said that he had on the report, and it, it even gives a grimmer, you know, uh, picture for time frame. And, I, you know, he seems to be recuperating from the surgery, you know, okay. Um, and he is on pain medication, but I, you know, I'm not sorry we did the surgery and took out that awful tumor. And, mm-hmm. um you know, but I guess I'm, it, it's just going to progress, and I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know how he's feeling or if he's okay with, you know, what we've done so far or what he wants me to do in the yeah, future well, for him. Yeah, let's ask him and, you know, and and see how he's feeling from the surgery, and I think it's great that you found the tumor and got it out, and um, I caution people a lot about uh, the diagnosis of, you know, two to six months or a year or whatever the doctors say. I mean, sometimes it's true that the animals do pass within that time frame, but I have known many, I would go say even into the hundreds of animals that were given very limited amount of time to live, less than a year, and have lived five, six, seven more years. So um, there are things that we can do to support their bodies when they have cancer, and I would suggest you go to a holistic vet and sort of see if you can get a second opinion on on what you can do to support the body while, you know, he has this in his system. And you mm-hmm. might actually be very, very surprised about how well he does and um, how long he lives. So I think that's important to kind of keep in mind that although they – it sounds like the death wish, the big C word. It doesn't necessarily always is. Um, but let's let's talk to him about it and see what he has to say. And um, okay, and he's the yellow. He's a yellow lab, right, Cody? Yeah, we sent over a picture. Did Did you get a picture of him? I don't see it, but that's okay. I can oh, talk to him okay. about it. Okay. okay, hold on. Let's get Cody. He says, "I already feel better." My whole stomach feeling is better. I don't feel pain. I don't feel pressure. And I feel like I'm getting more energy. There's a lot of scare around me. But I would like to focus on more time. Because I thought that that one tumor was slowly killing me. And now it's not in there. So, Cody, do you understand, though, that they said that, it is, that 
you do have cancer and it's metastasized and that is in your bloodstream. Does that make sense to you? He says it makes sense, but I don't feel terrible. And I don't want to think about it too much until I do feel terrible. And that's actually really kind of interesting because there's, there is that sort of philosophy of, like, you can just ignore it, you know? And if you don't give energy to it, maybe you can just ignore it and see what happens. Um, I kind of like to do a little bit of both, ignore it, and then also find out what kind of diet is good for dogs with cancer. So you want to make sure he's on no grain. I mean, that's just a given that his food doesn't have any grain in it. And that, um, and like, what else can you do to support a body that may have cancer in it and his immune system? And kind of go and do both. Don't pay too much attention to it. Don't give too much life to it. But Cody, also, honey, what about you? And like, do you understand what heaven is in case in case it is something where you need to go at some point? Like, do you know what heaven is that you go some? He says he knows there's a place with smiling people. And that that place takes care of you and feeds you. And I know that there's dancing piano music there. And soft grass that you can roll in. And I also know that there's cool water dishes. So when he says things like that there are... um, like the piano music. I mean, those things are things that he probably likes, and so he knows that there's that those things are in heaven, which always gives me comfort when the animals feel like there's there is something on the other side, because not all animals do feel that. There's like people. Some are very scared and have no idea that there's anything awaiting us. But the the dancing piano music is interesting. It's either something that he's he's heard in his lifetime that's given him comfort, or that it could be a loved one of yours on the other side or a friend of yours on the other side that liked piano music, that is going to be there for him. That, that's <laughs> something, because we have a piano. Oh, you do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, neat. So maybe he knows that it's like home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. He says, tell my You know, he just looks at me, and he just, you know, I, I just don't know what he's thinking, you know, but I, I just want to make sure he's not in pain. He looks like he's he looking for a lot of guidance. He's, he's a little confused. He's thinking, let's not be scared. Yeah. Let's not be scared, Mom. Okay. Let's be happy it's out of me. That's a good thing. Yeah, we sure are. Yeah. 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 It's so hard because I know that feeling. You know, a lot of people, I'm sure, are thinking, oh, yeah, Laura, right, it's a lot of easier said than done, you know? But I've had a lot of animals with cancer in my own life and my clients' animals. But in my own life, I know that panic of like, oh, my gosh, they have cancer. Like, what am I going to do? They're going to die. And you wake up in the middle of the night and you're just looking at your animal to make sure they haven't died in the sleep. I get that. But there's so much power in feeding good nutrition, getting them on herbs or vitamins or supplements of any kind, and um, – enjoying every moment and and focusing on the gratitude of that. I mean, literally, my wolf dog, I she was given uh, two days to a week. She lived six years. So, wow. And she died at 15, a big wolf dog. Uh-huh. 
so well, you know that has me worried too because you know that that is his age. You know he's he's an old dog now. He's fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. So enjoy your time with him now. Enjoy yeah. it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. How cool is okay. it that he's fifteen? I love it. You know. Yeah, he's had a good life. He's been good. He's raised three sets of kids with us. Oh my god, it's true. You get six more months out of him. You know how cool is that? Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be. Well, Linda, yeah. thank you so much yeah. for sharing Every your day story. Is important. And thank yeah. you. Mm, thank you. Thanks, Cody. Hang in there. Um, it's so true, you know, that whole death sentence thing for, you know, that you get from diagnosis. I mean, we get that all the time with people and animals. I know, I hate it. I remember when Stormy, when Stormy had his, they found, you know, a tumor in his liver and it was like an Mm -hmm. eight centimeter tumor in his liver. And and so the doctor was asking us if we had any questions and stuff and we're just about to walk out the door and Stormy goes, I have a question. And he's like, how long do you expect me to live? And I was like, I wasn't even thinking that question. You know, because I was like, I was like, you know, we all could be walking around with tumors in our liver. Like, what? Yeah. you know? <laughs> and yeah, and I, yeah, it's so interesting. The doctor said, I expect him to be alive for six months to a year, you know? Mm-hmm. Stormy's going on what, like a year and a half, almost two years now. Yeah, I know, and I think like doctors are pressured into giving a number because people want to know so badly. Because like yeah. we want a definitive, we want to know like how do we plan? We want this control over it, but it's really mm-hmm. unknown, and so you just never know, and you just have to live your life, you know. Yeah, and there's so much that goes into it. I mean, sometimes with traditional medicine, we pump them up with pharmaceuticals and we, and we, you know, feed them food with, like, corn and grain and junk food. I mean, it, they are going to die in, you know, a couple, you know. I mean, their, their life sentence is, is shorter on that kind of diet and that kind of care. But if you do something holistic and, you know, you feed high-quality food and you do – supplements it's amazing how much longer they can live so to them yeah. sometimes that is what the dog what the animals live to totally okay let's go to our next caller who is tucker the four-year-old dog and uh, tucker is on facebook lisa the mom thinks that uh, he might have torn his acl and she wants to know um what happened so let's find out if how tucker's feeling um Lisa, what makes you think he tore his ACL? Did you go to the doctor? Uh, yeah, we did go to the doctor. Uh. Um, he went down the hill um, very quickly, and then I found him um, laying at the bottom of the hill, which he never does. And when he came back, he had quite a limp. Um, and I took him to the vet, and her best guess was it was um, a tear to the ACL. Um, so that's that's what we're thinking, but and so not 100% what did she suggest? sure. Do? Did she want to She suggested a surgery, um, but a friend of mine who's a, a vet said 85% of dogs will heal naturally without the surgery and that there's a lot of complications. So she recommended being conservative for six oh. weeks and seeing how he does. And then if then um, he needs the surgery, we can go ahead, but to not put him through that trauma. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Okay, so let's see how he's doing. And which leg is it? 
It's his left hind leg. Okay. Okay, let's get Tucker. He says it's a pain. Do you mean it is a pain or it is painful? Which one do you mean, Tucker? It's not that painful unless I put weight on it. And when I put weight on it, it hurts around my ankle, too. Mm. It's not just my knee. Oh. It's not feeling a lot better. It is feeling better? Just a little bit better. Mm. He says when he moves his body, it hurts his back, too. Mm. He says that he feels like he would be good at running around with three legs, but his back hurts him also. Mm. Is he running around with three legs? He is. Good. Um, I would suggest getting him adjusted by a chiropractor. Have you done that? No, I haven't. I would do that because maybe that could help the healing process. And if he's out a little bit in his back, too, or his neck, right. um, that would help healing to the knee as well. Okay. He said he also wants a pill medicine. Do you know what that is? A pill medicine? Yeah. Oh. Uh. I know I've been like giving him a liquid painkiller, and he doesn't seem to like that. Yeah, it's a pill medicine, he said. Which, what is the pill medicine? I don't know. I've been giving him a liquid med cam, but it's I don't know what the pill medicine is. It's definitely not the pain med that he's talking about. He said pill it's med- a pill medicine that helps, that, that helps dogs heal. So maybe huh. he's talking about like a joint supplement. Oh, uh huh. I haven't given him any. I've been giving him um, happy hips with glucosamine. It's like a chicken jerky, but I can get him the tabs if that's better. I know. You know what about happy hips, though, is that they're made in China. Oh, really? Yes, and they've been recalled in the past. Oh, gosh. Well, that's not good. I know. You would never know it by the price, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> so a pill medicine, uh-huh. huh? Um, so I wouldn't give him the happy hit. Um, okay. But yeah, I think he's got a good point. Is to do is to try um, to try a joint supplement, and he must have heard about it from somewhere because usually when they um, usually when they talk about like I want that chewy pill or I want that pill that you eat, they've heard it from somewhere. Whether somebody has huh. said it out loud or they thought it in their head. So if somebody's huh. around him said, huh, like I wonder if that joint supplement that I give my dog would help him, huh. then he could have well, picked that up and yeah, I think that I would help I did see him. him in the pet store and wondered about them, so maybe he... Oh, you did? Yeah, so he could have picked that up while you were in the pet store. He didn't necessarily even need to have been in the pet store with you. Right, he just that. saw me doing that. Yeah, so what's interesting about that too is I often think that energetically it's possible that that actual supplement that you saw is the one you mm. should give him because okay. he might have picked that up energetically from you. That's interesting. Sure. Which one sure. was it? Do you remember? Um, I probably would recognize it if I was in the store again, but I don't remember the yeah. brand name. No. Yeah, I would start him on that. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. 
and talking to a holistic vet too, maybe about like some some anti some all natural anti-inflammatories or something that would help him that way. Yeah, instead of the anti-inflammatory he's on. I don't know. I just I'm not a huge fan of pharmaceuticals. I think that it's important. I mean, my birds on them now. I think it's imp- they are important, and I don't think you should always yeah. say no, don't do them. But right. I think when you can substitute them, it's a good thing to do, and sure. why not try holistically if you can? Because those things are really hard on the organs, the kidney and the liver. Oh right, right. Well, Tucker. You think you're going to need the surgery? You might need a surgery to fix your knee, but you know what, Tucker? I know hundreds of dogs that have had that knee surgery, and they've done just fine. So if you need that knee surgery, don't you worry at all. <laughs> he says he doesn't think he's going to need it. Oh, good. I don't. Can you I'm tell going. him to not tear down the hill? He seems to keep forgetting that he's Be injured. Careful with that hill, Tucker. Okay, you got to keep take care of your body, and so you got to protect that other knee. So be careful down that hill. <laughs> Hard to slow down, he says. Yeah, he he loves to get excited and go after well, stuff. You, you'll have to call us back and let us know how he does and if he needs the surgery. Okay. Does he, does he say anything else about what would make him comfortable or if anything else is bothering him? Just that I like back massages. Back massages, Okay. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thanks for calling, Lisa. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. See you next time. Tucker, yeah, don't tear down that hill. I know. Be calm down the hill. Go down the hill slowly. Oh, yes, sorry. Don't speak negative. I mean, speak positively. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) <laughs> Tell them what you want them to do rather than what you don't want them to do. Exactly. There you go. Okay. Uh, we have a few more minutes left, so let's get to Helen with Patty the Cat. And uh, Patty the Cat is on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. Make sure you go to that page. Uh, Helen, tell us. Uh, and like it. What's, yeah, and like it. Uh, tell us about Patty. Okay, um, she's about seven, I'm guessing around seven and a half months old, and um, I have to, you, you've read for Max once before, but I'm calling regarding her, because she's a talker, and I, she's always, like, always talking, and I just, um, I just don't, I just want to know what she's trying to say, you know, like, I know a lot of times it's about food, or she definitely wants to be held and played, but... There were other times I, I'm confused, so I just want to make sure I understand her, and I want her to be happy. Okay, I love the picture you put of her on Facebook, too, because she's talking on that picture. And I'm mil- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Okay, let's get Patty. She said she has to tell you something important. She says she needs to have climbing areas. I want to climb high. And I want to go hunting. Oh, no. Can you help me go hunting? Is she indoor only? Yeah. Um, can you make something for her where she can climb high? See, I did, I did, I did purchase, I do have um, cat furniture, 
And she, mm-hmm. actually, I bought it for Max, but she's the one who likes to perch on top, and she kind of sleeps on the top of it. So she's mm-hmm. pretty happy up there. Um, mm-hmm. But she wants more. I mean. She wants more places to get up high, yeah. Okay. And since she said that she wants, she'd like it if you could hunt with her. And so maybe what you could do is get, like, a toy that she, you could, like, let her think that she's hunting the toy and play with her. Uh, okay. Like one of those feather things, you know, right? I'm sorry? Yeah, like Like, a feather toy. Like a feather toy, like a toy. Like at the toy at the end of a string. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. So it'll look like she's going after, like, right. Like, um, I understand, yeah. Like she's going after a bird or something or, yeah. She needs... For her, she needs that hunting instinct, which is interesting because I wonder if that has something. I know you wrote on Facebook that she likes to eat a lot too, and so maybe that's sort of, maybe she's just a little bit more wild nature and she needs that hunting, and so she's thinking that that that's also eating. You also want to make sure with her diet that it's a high-quality food because if it's a lower-quality food and there's sugar in it, she's going to get more, like, anxious and she's going to want to, she's going to have more anxious energy. I feed them so, both. I feed them both core wellness, um, wet and dry. Okay. So that's like that's no a, grain. It's a high quality. No, it's bar, a no really, really high. It's a really, really high quality food. I hate to say this, but I don't. I didn't. I stopped feeding my cats wellness because I fed them wellness for so long, and then both of my cats got autoimmune diseases. One got hyperthyroidism, and the other one got diabetes. So oh, shoot. What do you feel? Maybe I shouldn't feed them wellness. Um, I, um, I feed them primal. Mostly I feed them primal, but also Stella and Chewy. It's a, it's a freeze-dried raw. Yeah, see, I do. I do yeah, I have, I've been feeding them the raw. And oh. also, then I stopped um, because they could, like, they could eat that nonstop. And um, it's, it's a financial thing right now, you know what I mean? So I, I had the same thing. <laughs> they just, like, devour. Like, it's not, like, you know, they, it's never enough. <laughs> you know? My cat did that, too, for a while. She would eat, like, six cubes, and you're supposed to eat, like, two a day, but she kept meowing for more and I kept feeding it to her just to see what would happen and yeah then eventually she like out and it was fine I think it was just so good at the beginning that they like freaked out I know out. The so she did I she eventually didn't eat it yeah hand. she leveled out she leveled out she's fine now but, but that took a long time to level out because you had that issue with her eating so much for a while right yeah, yeah, I did. And she wasn't gaining weight or anything, so I wasn't sure if it was, like, a weird, you know, I don't know. So I don't know what yeah, the deal was, but was fine. It? It's good. It's good for people to know. Was it, like, three months or something? It took, like, maybe a month and a half. Oh, okay. But you're yeah, and I, so did, you... I didn't feed her six cubes a day. I mean, at the very, like, first few days I did, like, you know, first feedings because I – wasn't sure if I was feeding her right because she kept eating and I've never seen her eat like that. And then it, and then, you know, I just didn't give it to her. 
So you're actually saying that the core wellness is not even, I should like maybe consider a different kind of brand? Cause I think so. so but... Yeah, maybe you're right because they're not that crazy about it, but I'm thinking in my head, you know, it's good, it's no grains, blah, blah. But... Yeah, and that's true. It's a very high-quality food, and, you know, it could just be me who thinks that, but, you know, my cats were in wellness for a long time and they got autoimmune diseases. I it could be environmental and have nothing to do with wellness. It but, could be um, the can. It could be the can. So, exactly. Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it bothered me enough to actually switch them all onto raw. And it took me two months to switch them to raw because my cats didn't want to switch to raw. But oh, it God, took me two months. And, and now, if I open up a can of any kind of cat food, they will completely ignore it. They don't want anything to do with it. Wow. Yeah, they're not even crazy about it. They'll eat it because it's there. But um, um, like the little one, like Max, I think he likes dry. Like, he likes dry, but he'll eat the wet. And, you know, I just want But they're both very different, you know. They're very different. So, yeah, well, if you can find some place that, that has, like, a, that sells the meat, you know, like a butcher or something. Do that. Supplement it with that. Well, let's find out oh, what like- Patty has to say because we are running out of time and I want her to get yeah, her so Patty, words in. What else do you want to say, honey? What else do you want to say? That sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> I love that meat. Also, I need more exercise. I want exercise running time. Uh, Maybe you could hide some bugs. If you hid some bugs for me, that would be really cool. Patty, I'm not sure mom's going to be hiding bugs for you. But bugs? You can go looking bugs. Bugs, <laughs> All right. Well, Helen, thank you so much for calling in, and thanks to Patty. And we will catch up with you guys next time. Please keep us posted because we want to know. Hopefully, um, Patty will get some uh, playtime with toys and all that stuff. I know that really works. Yeah. You know, when they need to play games and feel like they're hunting. I know. She's only like, she's only seven and a half months old. So she's, she's oh, yeah. Pretty. That's like... She's a kid. I mean, yeah. My cat no still wants to play, both. and she's 18. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, she still wants to play. So, yeah, you're that little. You're going to need to play a lot. Okay, it's time for Words of Wisdom with Storm King and Friends. And uh, a lot of people in the chat room are wondering how Seymour uh, is doing as well. So I didn't know if Seymour wanted to do a Words of Wisdom or yeah, if she's feeling well enough. Seymour is on our Facebook page because she had a really rough night last night. She's feeling really bad. And uh, she's really, really tired of the cone on her head. And mm-hmm. she's getting, like, she's getting welts on her. She's making noise now. She's usually talking about her. She's getting mm-hmm. welts uh, underneath her neck brace thing on her neck. And she's, her legs have a lot of pain. She can't put a lot of weight on it yet. And she just was really frustrated last night. And she's halfway through, so, her recovery. And so, is she up for it? Yeah, Seymour, you're up for it, right, honey? She says, I'm going to tell you some words of wisdom. When you have to sit in a box, 
close your eyes and pretend you're someone else. Because if you realize that you're in a box all day long, then you're going to want to get frustrated. So it's really important to imagine you're somewhere else. But see, more when you're in a cage, you're sort of in a box too, honey. She said she's got to tell you all something. I felt your prayers. And they helped me to be dreamy. So I want to say thank you for that. So what she's saying actually is not that she's dreaming about being somewhere else, but that the prayers that she, when I posted last night, I posted for people to send her energy and for prayers, and she said that what she's saying is that she felt that. And because she felt that, it took her attention away from her body and away from how she has to stay contained, and it made her sort of be more dreamy and sort of in a, in a later state. Hmm. That's nice. Yeah, I'm glad that that's that's helping. And thank you for sharing your words of wisdom. Did you hear, Seymour? Tell I that my magic hat is bugging me. I know. I know it's painful. What are you going to tell her, I'm telling her that it's painful, but it's uh, healing and it's going to be better for her later. Did you hear, Simora? I hope you're all right. We are all, all right, Simora. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tune in to the Pet Psychic Radio Show next week to talk to the animals. Until then, go to thepetpsychic.com for more tips on animal communication as well as private consultations. Like us on facebook.com slash petpsychicradio, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Talk to the animals. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.